Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Kevin McCashin. And Kevin and I, Kevin and I are going to have a discussion about party politics in the Capitol District, we're going to concentrate on the Working Family Party. So, Kevin, what's your take on all of this stuff? Well, you know, the Working Family Party, the the predicament with all these uh, so-called third-party lines is the fact that uh, Cuomo, you know, at Cuomo's behest, I would guess, they uh, increased the signature requirements, right, to get automatic right. ballot access or the number of the number of votes required to get automatic right. ballot access in the last election. So there are while there are less lines, used to have five lines in the city of Troy that they would try to get the Republicans would try to get all five lines and they would have the opportunity to ballot and they could try to go on the other lines and stuff like that. All these other political parties, uh, you know, now you don't have as many and now even uh, the Working Family Party, at least in New York City, viewed the move at uh, allegedly at Cuomo's behest as a way to try to eliminate them altogether or to make things harder for them. So uh, somewhat that that is uh, played out. It's played right. out, but uh, you know we'll we'll see what it does. You know what specifically what specifically is the issue is unlike the Green Party, right, the Green Party won't cross-endorse anybody. They'll have, only have their own candidates. So right. these, these minor political party lines, the Independence Party isn't on there. The Independence Party isn't on there uh, this time, but they used to use it in exchange for jobs or influence or, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the other lines that are, still exist are conservative, Republican, Democrat, and the working family. So you're always going to have a battle. You know, you're always going to have a battle over those lines. Ideologically, the family party uh, is closer to the Democratic Party. But the reality of politics at the ground level or at the, at the real, you know, the real reality of politics in New York State is people try to get those lines because the voters are that ignorant where they just go in and they just vote the party line, whether it's Democrat. Republican, conservative, or working family party. And so they hope to get extra votes out of it. There was an article in the Times Union just a few days ago, and the headline was GOP groups sue uh, over petitions. And it's the GOP and the working family party. Can you give us an overview of what's happening there? Well, I would say... What what has happened at the ground level is you have either, uh, you know, people had to move to other parties and other party lines. So you'll have what are essentially ringers from the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party that would migrate over to these other party lines, whether it's the Green Party or the Working Family Party. And that allows 
these uh, major political parties, the two major political parties, to more easily get signatures to get their candidates on the ballot. And mm-hmm. uh, in Troy, actually, the, the minor party lines get beaten a lot of times in primaries by the Republican candidate. You know, and it's just a question of working. It's, it, you know, the funny thing with politics is this. As much as political politicians and people who are uh, ideologically motivated, uh, you know, are concerned about platforms and stuff like that, it's really just a numbers game and somewhat a pop. It's a popularity contest. It's a numbers game. And it's an exercise in, you know, how well are you organized and how, how can you get people out to vote? And so... Hey, you know, it's sort of disingenuous for people like the Times Union to say that the Republicans steal the Working Family Party line when the Democrats are organized to do exactly the same thing for their candidates. As you see in Albany, where the Working Family Party didn't endorse Kathy Sheehan, correct? Working Family right. Party didn't endorse Kathy Sheehan because they like her you know, behaviors and her ideology. Uh, in other places, you know, you would have it so – Outside people can petition to uh, sort of steal the line or they do opportunity to ballot to try to get access uh, to those and then just beat people in primaries. So it's really politics that is most cynical, but this is the reality of politics in New York State where you have this uh, crossover vote, you know, this crossover stuff where you can have more than one party on a line, you know, more than one, uh, the same candidate can have multiple lines. They could easily change that law. But isn't the GOP trying to take over the Working Family Party in this area? Well, yeah, just yes, I would say so. You know, it maybe maybe not in the uh, on the ideological basis, but no, the Democrat candidates yeah. are trying to do the same thing as the Republicans. It's just the Times Union focuses on Republicans because of the longstanding hatred uh, for Rensselaer County Republicans by Rex Smith, and it's been inherited. You know, the former editor in chief Rex Smith. And it's been inher- that hatred has been inher- inherited by uh, by Casey Seiler. So the spin, you know, on the journalism is that it's just Republicans trying to steal the Working Family Party line. Well, the Democrats are too. And and as you can see, a Democrat like Kathy Sheehan is so conservative in her beliefs that are of her- uh, uh, you know are that aren't uh, that don't adhere to Working Family Party lines that they that they don't they didn't even endorse her. So you can't just say that it's only Democrats or it's only Republicans that are stealing the line that aren't principled people. Democrats that don't have working family party principles are stealing the line, too. You know, it's just the focus is going to be on Republicans because it's further away from progressive ideology. Right. Well, in um, in Owusu's race, the Working Family Party first decided not to endorse, but then yeah. they changed mind. They are endorsing. And the Working Family Party is is endorsing all the other citywide candidates in, the city, in, in Albany, except for yeah. Kathy Sheehan. Except for and Kathy Sheehan, yeah. Right. And all of the citywide candidates decided to say thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Oh, wait, the citywide candidates didn't accept the endorsement? That's right. Wow. Surprising. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. So, and then in a, in a town like Colony, the Working Family Party has endorsed 
Democrats and the Democrats in Colony, I mean, they vote for Trump. <laughs> That's how far uh, to, the, to the right the Democrats are in the town of Colony, and they were able to get it. So normally these minor political party lines behind the scenes, it's largely sometimes it's about principle. Other times it's just about pure politics where they, um, where they just uh, do things because uh, for a favor or to get jobs out of it or to have some promise fulfilled, you know? And, and it's all due to the fact that these parties will endorse people that are on other party lines, unlike the Green Party, right? The Green Party doesn't do that. Right. Um, so. but, but in the last mayoral race in Troy, I think Rodney was on the Green Party line. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, maybe I, you're right. Maybe he was. Maybe they've changed it since. I'm not sure. Or he's a registered Green, and then the endorsement came from the other parties. Maybe that, you know, I'm not quite sure. But remember, all these political parties are private organizations which is sort of bizarre, too, because you have board of elections that are run by Democrats and Republicans who right. have, they have a duopoly. You know, it's Walmart and Target. It's Lowe's and Home Depot. It's, it's a two-party system. And so they exclude all these minor parties. And, it, you know, it's been this way forever, but it doesn't mean that it's right, you know. And so uh, that's right. how they maintain power and control. What it is is where there's a, a two-to-one, you know, there's, in New York State, it's basically two Democrats for every one Republican, and there's more than – there's as many blanks or what they call, what they call blanks, which are not enrolled right. in a party, but they're registered to vote, in uh, you know, as many as the Republicans. So they have to play these games if they want to win. You know, but to, yeah, the Democrats <laughs> do the same thing because they want that working family party line too. It's just a weird situation where Kathy Shan controls them enough to not uh, – to get them all to not take the working family party line. And remember, all these parties are run by different county chairs, different town chairs. You know, so the Conservative Party in Albany was very independent. The Conservative Party in Albany, run by Richie Stack at the time, would endorse Democrats. In Schenectady, the Conservative Party line is sort of controlled by the police union, and they'll endorse Democrats. You know, so these names are are uh, while working family party stuff at the at the you know at the ten thousand foot level, yeah, it's a progressive party. But at the local level, there's all sorts of shenanigans that uh, happen. But this is the reality of politics versus you know what people who aren't involved. Yeah, how, think about this. How many people even know what petition signatures are all about, or all the intricacies of all this board of election stuff? You know, right? It's it's all rough. You know, in a place like Albany, they might as well just get rid of the political party because there's only one political party. So in some <laughs> states you have you have uh, where they just don't have political – they're not allowed to have political parties. You know, and then other states they have, you know, the top vote-getters and stuff like that. So it's all, it's all this leftover stuff from years and years and years of little independent communities deciding how they want to run elections. You know, how do, how do they want to have representative government? And that, that sort of diversity is missed in this mass media environment where you have this H.R. 1, uh, you know, this, this, this House uh, bill where they want to federalize all the uh, elections to make it consistent across America. You know, um, this is the, this, these are the standards, so on and so forth. 
and really the, it's unconstitutional because on the presidential level, obviously, you well, first of all, on the federal level, what if what does the feds have to do with local elections? You know, except tying their hands maybe with uh, with um, some sort of financial aid, you know, uh, for election integrity or something like that. That's how they'll probably try to get it through to say, hey, if you meet these federal standards, it's almost what what, what Reagan tried to do with uh, the speed limit, where he was going to withhold, or he did withhold. Um, he did withhold. Uh, federal highway funds, I think, to try to get people to comply with speed limits or whatever. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so there's some of that. But, you know, you want this. Yeah, listen, people get confused by the fact that local, just that politics is messy and representative government is messy. You know, you don't want to live in a totalitarian dictatorship. So you're going to have diversity of opinion. You're going to have conflict. You're going to have, uh, you know, humans are corrupt humans are criminals, you know, so you're going to have all sorts of crazy intricacies. But the way that things operate uh, based on what people view them as versus uh, what a political operative uh, who's worked on a campaign or worked at the Board of Elections, it's two different things. The average voter doesn't understand much of this stuff at all, if they would know any of it. And so these political parties bank on the fact that, hey, I'm a working family party person, I'm just always going to vote the WFP line because I don't want to think about anything else. You know what I mean? Um, do you think that with, with all the information that's out there uh, on TV, on radio, on the Internet, do you think that the average person is still uh, kind of like ignorant of what's Ign- going on? Yes. Yeah, and this is intentional. This is this is this is intentional. This is uh, the oligarchy that runs America, basically tied in with Wall Street interests and corporations. Want to turn people from they want to turn people from citizens to just consumers, and so that's what they are. They're passive consumers. They're not active and engaged, and that's exactly how they want them dumbed down, uh, apolitical, not voting. You see, voter turnout in Albany is terrible. There's 50,000 registered people in the city of Albany, and only really in that Democratic primary between Frank Camizzo and Kathy Sheehan in the last election, there are only 6,500. Right. Uh, there's only 6,500. You know, so there's 12,000, 12,000. So 12,000 people voted in a city of 50,000. It's a 25% turnout. In a city, and, and the overall population is 90,000. So here you have 12,000 people controlling and contending, and really 6,500, because that's all it took her to get through the primary. 6,500 people basically control the city hall in, in uh, Albany. 6,500 out of 90,000 people. So tell me, that's, uh, is that democratic? <laughs> is that, because people aren't trained. They're, we don't have a civic... We don't have civics taught in school. They're not active and engaged. And maybe that is how they're voting. Maybe they think that, you know, the choice of uh, Kathy Sheehan is so terrible that who cares? You know, they just want to live their life and not be involved with it. And it, that actually benefits the, uh, political, the political parties and it benefits the establishment. And that's why they discourage it or make it just so arcane and difficult so nobody wants to get involved. And then they just – the taxes go up and up and – and the services get worse and worse. 
<laughs> you know, it's uh, go, you know, people are people involved in politics are pretty are all about power and control, unless they're uh, based on uh, you know, there's some very good uh, people that have sincere ideological beliefs that want to make the world a better place, and then there's everybody else who's just in it for a paycheck, right? And so, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's uh, that's the way the world works because people are just rotten, you know. People are you know, rotten. Whether you talk about the um, Working Family Party, the uh, GOP, the Democratic Party, you know, as I can see in Albany, there's of puppeteers pulling the strings. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, but, well, it, you can be sure that the major political guys, you know, whoever's, whoever the real party boss is, Albany, if it's Jack Flynn or if it's, uh, if it's uh, you know, Dan McCoy or whoever is involved behind the scenes, uh, that power block is doing everything they can and that they have people in the working family party just like in a place like uh, Rensselaer County, you would have Republicans who are in the working family party or in the Green Party or in any other minor party lines. It's just really come to attention because – you know, the Libertarian Party in New York State is no longer a party. So everybody had to go migrate over to different lines, and there's the opportunity for people to really dig down and do and uh, to, to play these kind of games. You know, it's not surprising, but it's surprising to everybody else who doesn't know what really goes on in politics. Okay, I mean? so whoever, whoever is pulling the strings... Yes. What's in it for them? I mean, what? Well, what, this, what, what? Yeah. So here's what it is. It's more votes. You know, because they bank on the fact that if you have a Republican on the Working Family Party line, it's going to be hard for the Working Family Party to get to all their voters to tell them not to vote for that fake candidate because it's just so confusing. So it, you know, what what is in it for them? They just want power and control. You know, you look at a guy like Dan McCoy. He's got a million dollars worth of family members. They, you know, his family and cousins and relatives and then the in-laws, they pay. It's all nepotism. They take home over a million dollars in taxpayer money every year. And, you know, they're not, you know, government, you know how hard or not hard government workers work. You know, some do and some don't. And uh, mm-hmm. it's all about nepotism. And because New York State has been so beautifully generous with the old pension plan, it was just set up that way, you know. And then, obviously, you have all the other stuff where you have municipal authorities. It's all about the money. You know, if there's money in government or there's money to be gotten from government, then people are going to be involved, you know, to try to profit, to direct contracts to their friends. You look at Albany County just gave away $500,000 to small businesses and restaurants because of the pandemic. But, you know, and while it's nice, but what about all the other people who didn't get that money? You know, what about all the other people who uh, have to drive through potholes? You know, I mean, there's nothing more democratic than roads, and the roads are a mess. You know, everybody uses the roads. Everybody uses the roads, and the roads are a mess. You know, or, you know, I mean, they may not be now because they're going to do this big infrastructure spending, but still, it's uh, power and control. And then those contracts. You know, some of them legitimately go out to bid, but then there's other emergency work contracts that, you know, they can uh, get without going out to bid. You know, 
So awesome. there's endless games and endless corruption, and you just follow the money, and you'll always find out, you know, who's behind stuff. And in the case of uh, major party individuals uh, taking over the working family party line, you have to know who people are related to. You, you know, you would have to really be a member of the community. You would have to know, you would have to look at the enrollment, look at who getting, is getting nominating petitions, and see where they work, who they're related to, who they're married to, who they live next door to, and it'll tell you exactly who's pulling the strings. But it, but people do pull the strings from behind the scenes, definitely, 100%. You know, so including... I know, inclu- go ahead. I know that Kathy Sheehan uh, was first elected uh, to treasurer in the city of Albany, and that was in yeah. 2009. Then she yeah. became mayor in 13, and then she's been reelected ever since. Okay, so yeah, she well, hasn't she- been around. She hasn't been around too long. Well, she did. So, know, she went to Albany. Remember, she went to Albany Law School. So she's been here for. She's been. She, you know, as much as they say she's from the Midwest, or she went to Ohio for for undergrad. She went to Albany Law School. You know, so she's been here for uh, long enough to establish herself. But really, it's it's just a testament to the fact that in the city of Albany, she got elected by sixty five hundred votes. That's all the people that voted for her were 6,500 in that primary to get her through in a city of 50,000 registered voters and, uh, you know, and, you know, 80, 85, 90,000 people. It's, you know, that's how much influence these little party lines can have, because if you add on 500 votes to that, take 500 away, she would she could have lost, you know, if she only had one candidate instead of two candidates against her. Now, my contention is, I mean, she's only been in elected office since 2009, and there's been people in Albany who have been involved in Albany County Democratic politics for years. She's a newcomer. So when people point the finger at Kathy, I don't think it's Kathy. I think it's people beyond her that she's one of the people who are being manipulated. What do you think? Well, that's a, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I guess I would have to know a little bit more, you know, than I do know about, you know, who the players are. Um, yeah, you know, they, they, they all come with a team, you know. They all come with a team and they're all put up for a reason. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. She's got a lot of money. Remember, she loaned her campaign or put, donated a lot of money to her campaign, so sometimes that just drives yeah. it because, because – the people who run the campaigns, right, who usually work in and around the Board of Elections, the people who run the campaigns and the political consultants, you know, they'll put up anybody. They'll put up anybody with money, you know, because they they pocket the money, you know. They, that's what they get paid for. So it's hard to say. I'm not quite sure, you know. I do know that, uh, yeah, I mean, she promised to only run for two terms because she said – in the debate that they had that, uh, you know, she liked the, the way Syracuse was set up with only two terms and here she is running for a third term. So yeah. there's that, there's that, you know, <laughs> there's that. Because a few years ago, I, I, I could point my finger at uh, Tom Wade for bringing down uh, sure. Rodney Albany. 
things are done in such a camouflage way. You can't really yeah. tell who's pulling the strings here, whether it's whether it's the working family party, whether it's uh, the conservative party, whether it's Tom Spargo. Nobody yeah, really que- knows. Yeah, you know? good questions. Yeah, good questions. I don't I don't know enough of the lay of the land, but I tell you what, if you get your hands on all those petitions and you see the petition signatures and stuff like that, it'll give you a good inkling of uh, you know who is doing what and where and who. You know, you got to know all the committee people. You got to know all the stuff that that you have to have access to lists for. You know, right. all the voter lists and stuff like that. So it's a it's a lot of work, and that's why only the people who are say employed at the board of county board of elections or have some political job. You know, the big thing that came out with that Mike Connors audit of Dan McCoy, you know, Dan McCoy's workers, you found out that, well, this person at the Board of Elections does this stuff. This person, you know, his brother works on the clock, you know, on political campaign stuff and getting fundraisers organized. And that's typically what happens. You know, it's, uh, right. it's, a, it's a requirement of your public job. It's, the patronage job is to be a political operative. And so, that's the way it is. You keep a close eye on uh, politics in Albany. Are you having fun watching it? Yeah. It, well, it's going to be an interesting year because of the pandemic. I think if things are loosened, people will get out and about. But you have, uh, you know, at least you have a lot of candidates right now. I don't know how, uh, you know, the primary will be interesting because it's going to be in June. You know, I think we've seen a lot of mail in the presidential election. The turnout was huge relative to what it normally is. So whoever the most organ- whoever the most organized is, you know, if you have uh, where you can get an absentee ballot with no, you know, for any reason, the people are, who are organized enough to get those absentee ballots filled out by their friends and neighbors mm-hmm. are going to win, you know. So it should be, uh, should be interesting. We just have a couple of minutes left, and um, you're on Talk Radio 1300. You're going to be losing your sidekick. Yeah, so Daryl Camp, who uh, has been a news guy there for five years, is going over to work with uh, PBS and WMHT television, so public uh, public television, and uh, with Dan Clark, who's a nice guy, and uh, New York Now. So, and I think they're going to expand their offerings. You know, Daryl was able to uh, sort of do extra video, you know, sort of an amateur level. But uh, extra video content and interviews that he posted on Facebook. Now he's going to get a chance to learn some television skills and uh, you know get better cameras and stuff like that. So you know we wish him well. It's fine. You know uh, the uh, the show will go on. <laughs> he he was just very good at asking, very good at interviews, and it, it just allowed for more content. We'll see uh, what we replace him with or who we replace him with, and uh, you know it's it's good. It's good to see people move on. You know, they obviously uh, obviously they're paying attention to what we're doing over there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have hired him because they wouldn't know who he is. <laughs> and, and you guys work well together, right? Oh, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, we have a we have a pretty good pretty good chemistry for radio, and we were able to talk about a lot of very controversial issues in a perspective, and we had a lot of fun with it. So we're you know, and so uh, Daryl's. Uh, Daryl's starting out 
on uh, Monday the uh, 19th, Monday the 18th or 19th, whatever it is, not the 19th of April with uh, PBS WMHC locally. And so okay, it'll be so good. That's concept, Kevin. Give yourself a little plug. So I'm on uh, Talk 1300 AM, 98.7 FM from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday. And I'm Cynthia Pooler. Uh, I've been talking with Kevin McCashin. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And stay tuned. There's going to be more shows uh, talking about politics in Albany. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.